This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back into the fray, into the home stretch on a great day for talk radio, albeit a, quote, disappointing day for parents and students in the province of Ontario. So says a PC press release on this protest where students walked out in about 700 schools across the province. Premier has joined us on the line to weigh in on the matter and express his thoughts. Uh, Doug, it's good to have you here on the Oakley Show with our panel, uh, Peter Sherman, David Wills and Stephen Holliday. I'm sure you're familiar with the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, uh, I want to say hello to all the gentlemen, and uh, yeah, it was it was disappointing for the uh, a lot of parents and a lot of uh, students that uh, should be in the classroom. They decided to walk out, and you know, this is this isn't about uh, class sizes, uh, gentlemen. This is strictly uh, from the union thugs, as I call them, the teachers' union, uh, one of the most powerful unions in the entire country. Uh, there's finally a government with a backbone that. Want, wants our kids to start learning math. Fifty uh, percent of grade six students are, are failing math. One third of the teachers that are teaching those math courses can't even pass the test themselves. So we're going to make sure that new teachers are, are being tested. And uh, I'm promoting uh, let's teach uh, let's uh, test all the teachers and and upgrade their skills as, as well. So let me ask you, Doug. I mean, with the class size going from uh, 22 to 28 on average in secondary grades, is this something that will uh, improve results? Uh, do we have any kind of uh, empirical data that might suggest uh, they won't at least be uh, backsliding in terms of uh, you know proficiency or results? Well, well, first of all, we'll still have the lowest in the entire uh, country. Uh, we have BC that uh, has an average of 30, Quebec has 32, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and PEI. They don't even have any caps on on uh, their class sizes. So in high school, we'll still have the lowest uh, out there. But it, it's it's not necessarily uh, uh, regarding the, the class size. It's more about uh, the teacher themselves, the curriculum that they're teaching. And uh, that that's, uh, that's our main goal is to make sure that we aren't in the lowest tier in the entire country. Uh, when it comes to math, uh, these students have to go to the next stage in their life, be it college, university, and some students uh, go right into the, the workplace. And we have to make sure that they understand uh, what seven times seven is. As I said, uh, the story in the in the ledge today, in between my my time at City Hall and over at uh, over at Queens Park, I interviewed uh, a person that came in, and they uh, they said they graduated from university, and he said, "Before I just." I'm losing you here, Doug. Hang on. Uh, do I still have you? Hello. Sorry, John. No, okay. By the way, Doug, when you reference the teacher unions, union thugs, it sounds like you're spoiling for a fight, are you? Well, no, they were spoiling for a fight as soon as we ended up getting elected. Uh, I guess the Sam Hammonds of the, the world that have been around uh, since Moses uh, wanted to pick a fight uh, because we're going to hold them accountable. We're actually going to hold uh, people accountable that are teaching our, our students and making sure they have a proper education comparable to anywhere else in the country. And I, I hate being in uh, last place, no matter what it is uh, that we do. And right now, uh, we're in the lowest tier in the entire country. I've got to ask you, math skills. yeah, uh, because I'm tight on time here, and I just wanted to get back to uh, some of these things with the gentleman. I'm also hearing you're planning hard caps on public sector compensation. It's $72 billion, roughly. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, what we have to do, we have to look for some restraint in, in the public sector. We're, we're, we're going to be a point that uh, there's more people taking out of the, uh, the public trough, as I say, than, than putting in. 
the, the, go, go back to the teachers. No, no teachers getting laid off. Uh, we're making sure no frontline workers are going to be laid off. But there's, there's a time and, and place that we have to take care of the $15 billion deficit we inherited, the $350 billion debt, the fourth largest line item on our budget is interest on our debt, and uh, we're the largest uh, subnational debt in the entire world. Uh, someone has to have a backbone to restrain the, the out-of-control spending that we saw over the last 15 years. And when you do that, uh, you give companies out there certainty. When you have certainty, uh, we created the environment. Now we see the environment because government doesn't create jobs. We created the environment. 132,000 people were hired in the private sector since we've been elected. And every company I go to, large, medium, small, uh, are just, uh, they're over the top. They're over the top, happy as anything that our government's in, uh, in power. All right, but finally then, if you've got the teachers' unions that obviously have, uh, you say, uh, been spoiling for a fight from the outset, you've got the public sector, all of the unions and those employees, of which number into the hundreds of thousands, if you're uh, going to put a freeze or a cap on their compensation, uh, I mean, there could be a lot of protests on that lawn at Queen's Park. They're going to trod that place right down, aren't they? I mean, are you anticipating that? Well, that, that's going to be up to them. Uh, they're, they're still going to get a, a standard of increase of living, about 1.5%, and, and the best bonus all the public uh, serve, uh, servants can, can uh, wish for is they're all keeping their job. That's the best bonus you could uh, ask for. They're still going to have the best pensions in the country. They're going to have the best benefits in the country. They're still the, the teachers are still going to be able to work their six hours a day and get their three months holidays. We aren't taking any of that away. So I, I think uh, the people in the public sector, a lot of them realize they have it pretty good. And uh, the hardworking people in the back of the factories that I just left the factory, working their back off, paying for uh, people's salaries, including including politicians, myself, um, they're tired of being taxed to death. And that's all we're seeing uh, over the last 15 years. Tax, 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 spend, spend, spend. And that, that goes for the news. All right, I'm losing you again, Doug. Uh, yeah, I, sorry, I, sorry, no, that's God. all right. You know what? I've got to wrap on that note anyway because I wanted to come back and just gauge reaction from our panel here. But I appreciate your weighing in on a couple of these points. Obviously, there's more to be addressed. And uh, in the days ahead, I look forward to speaking to you again. Likewise. Thank, thanks so much, gentlemen. You got Take it. Care. Premier Doug Ford. Uh, let's come back and uh, speak to, do we do we take a break? No, we don't. We'll take it to the top of the hour. So in the few moments that remain, uh, Mr. Sherman, you were listening to that. First of all, we talked about the uh, teachers unions and so on and so forth. So he's rather unflattering about them. But the hard caps on public sector compensation, did he make sense there? I think that there's a point where you have to draw a line. You know, before Doug came on board, uh, I mentioned, and I can't remember in what context, but I guess it was the teachers, uh, somebody was elected. Somebody had to be elected to say, here's how much money I got. Here's here's the services that you want. Here's what I can do given what you've got unless you want a tax increase, which I'm not prepared to impose because nobody can afford it. That's the guy. Okay, is Doug perfect? I think if Doug were still on the line, he'd say, hell no, far from it. Is he up to the job of standing up to people and saying, I'm not going any further? Yeah, he is. And I think we need that, and we need it now. All right. Uh, let me throw it around the horn, then. Stephen Holiday, weigh in on this one. I mean, public sector. Could you even get away with that in the city of Toronto? Well, we have, oh, but have not you? quite the same. Uh, brilliant. Uh, very, very important move for the government to do. So the equivalent at City Hall is freezing the tax rate to the rate of inflation. So 
there are some tools that we've got. Let, let's start with the beginning. There are many politicians out there that take the approach that government needs to be bigger and bigger and larger and get into more business lines and employ more people. And that is the thing that us conservatives are constantly battling. So one thing we do at the city is we freeze the tax rate. That puts a constraint across the entire public service and holds the line on the growth of government. Well, the same thing holds true over at the province. They don't have the same tax mechanisms, but they can put a cap on the size of the employment. And the employment is, you know, the, where most of the money goes. So this is a tool that they can put a cap on the growth of government around there. Uh, there's lots of flexibility within that number to do what needs to be done to reach the policy goals of the government. But this just puts a ring. Uh, it's like latching the door shut of the barn before the horse bolts. And uh, I think it's a, a very important move for the government to make. All right. And so uh, attrition, uh, as he said in the past, is not job loss. Uh, so don't conflate the two. But uh, David Wills, I mean, the public sector cap, and he says, you know, it would still be, uh, you know, growth of 1.5%. Uh, is Stephen right about that? I mean, signaling that uh, this is where we're going. We're going to put constraints in. Well, I don't think the city should be doing any bragging about their fiscal uh, record in the last nine years. People in this city feel that they're paying more and getting less. And you know why? Because they are. The city is paying, is spending less per citizen than they did 10 years ago. Every year it has gone down. So despite this, you know, decade long of restraint, we're not getting better. And I think that that's the other thing is we have to get value out of this and that's lost in the equation. I, the one thing I was concerned about uh, in the premier's remarks was like, you know, yes, he, you know, he ran, he was very clear that he was going to hold the line. He wasn't going to raise taxes and all of that, you know, he's been very consistent on. I, I'm worried about the language because, you know, the press release says, you know, we reached out in good faith and he refers to them as union thugs. And I, I think we can, you know, we can tackle these problems in a better way, but we're doing it in battle lines. And the other side is, in the, the other side is responding exactly the same way. And what that does is it divides us. And I think when you refer to public sector salaries as the trough, you know, and, and you know, we're reducing by attrition. Attrition's a dull weapon, right? It's a, a very blunt weapon. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, a lot of times you lose the good people because they say enough of this and they're going to go off and do that. So you lose the wrong people and the people that you really wanted to lose, you, you don't lose. And so, I, you know, I think we can be more strategic and I think it starts with language because I think the, the premier has been very clear on what he wants to accomplish and I think you can work from that framework. Everybody wants math scores to be better. And I think to say we have the lowest in the country, we're talking about an Ontario-only test. So we're not comparing against anybody else. So, By the way, uh, you know, on the strategy uh, that David was just alluding to, Peter, I mean, look, Donald Trump, uh, he's used this, uh, well, fake news. He's gone after the media. It's rallied his base. Uh, it's, you know, one of those things that uh, does get them animated. Do you think that's a strategy, uh, successfully or not, uh, that Doug Ford might use? I think it is a strategy that he is using. I don't think that uh, he models himself after Trump. There are people who'd like to think so. I think what you've got is you've got 40% approximately who voted for him. If you look at the polls, it's staying roughly static at that. I think what he's doing is speaking to the base. I think there are a lot of people who would never in a million years dream of voting conservative, much less Doug Ford. And you know what? He understands that and doesn't address them. And I think that is the only strategy that is available to him right now. So he's doing it. Stephen? Well, I just think this government uh, lives in a world of conflict. There's an entire activism industry there that needs to justify themselves over the next number of years. And they're going to be raising fights as much as they can. We, we see it at city council. There are councillors that preoccupy their time with picking fights with the uh, provincial government. 
I think this government watches it. I think they uh, they thrive on the conflict, and I'm not sure that uh, the activism is really going to sh- shape or shift their policy. But I think it's going to keep the conversation going with the public. And you know, for somebody that's going to start thinking about their next election, having their uh, having this government discussed on a, in a household basis uh, constantly is a good thing for them. All right, a little creative chaos, a state I find myself well, perpetually in. It's selective, though. You know, <laughs> he doesn't like the councillors who fight with the province, but he has no problem with the province fighting with the federal government. My point is that I think we can get more accomplished if we all abandon those tactics because, I you know, go. we're not getting better. We're mm-hmm. done for the day. Uh, another great one for Talk Radio. Thank you, panel, and uh, thank you to my cast and crew, Jackie and Mary. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.